My Digital Booth. Experts in the delivery of strategic digital solutions for evolving businesses. Find out more about us on MyDigitalBooth.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Tech Women Show. The Tech Women Show is all about projecting the voices of amazing women doing great things in the tech industry. I am your regular host, and my name is Bola. On today's show, I'm very, very delighted to welcome the amazing Sarah Wood. Sarah is the owner and founder of the company called Small Business Web Support. Sarah has extensive experience in the IT industry spanning 30 years and has specialized in many IT disciplines, including web development, unit system admin, and financial ledger software. Sarah, welcome, and thank you for accepting our invitation. Hello, thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. (laughs) Sarah, please tell us about yourself and your journey. Oh, it's been quite a long journey. Um, Started back in the 80s, well, earlier than that, really, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my career. And I very much wanted to get into non-traditional areas. At the time, women didn't do so many things. I wanted to be a mechanic. That was what I very much wanted to be. And I was told in no uncertain terms, no, you can't be a mechanic. And I loved maths. I loved science. And I decided that I would like to go into computer science, which was a relatively new discipline. So I did maths and computer science. And that shaped what I did with the rest of my career. I loved computers. I decided that was very much something for me. And that's what got me into the computer industry. Wow. (laughs) You wanted to be a mechanic. (laughs) I did. I love technical problems. I was also considering a civil engineer role as well, but I was always very much a scientist. I did double maths and physics, very much into the science side of things. Wow. That's very interesting. I don't know a lot of women who wanted to be mechanics. (laughs) That's really interesting. Tell us about your journey into tech entrepreneurship and your company. Well, as you said, I have 30 years experience and I initially started off in the defence industry, mainly because it was a very technical area. It was a good way of combining that maths and computer science knowledge. But eventually I decided that actually what I really wanted to do was help people. That's that's probably been the defining thing now. And I moved to work for the Open University so I could help people learn and, and also do interesting things and discover new things for myself. So I spent a long time working for the Open University. I did quite a lot of different areas, starting working with the financial systems, moving into a very technical system administration role, which I loved. But then I moved on, the web side of things started to develop. We started to create the websites, everything started to go online, and I moved much more into an online side of things. So having come through all of those things, I eventually decided that I really wasn't discovering new things as much in the same way. I wasn't learning new things and and I wanted that new challenge. So I took a great big deep breath and left and started up small business web support and I'm learning new things and I absolutely love it. Wow. Wow. That's really good. So Small business web support, or what if you can give us an overview of what you do, the kind of clients that you get? Small business web support, it does pretty much what it says on the tin. Actually, that was a very conscious decision. I wanted people to know that I'm out there to support small businesses. If it's to do with the internet and the web, I'm there to help. 
I do. I build websites. Absolutely. But what I really like doing is training people, helping people, explaining how things work. The internet, domains, email, it is very hideously complicated. Uh, I don't know why it has to be quite so complicated, but it can be. And people don't know the questions to ask and they can get things set up and they are very complicated. What I really enjoy is when I'm showing people how their website works, how their domain is set up. And you see that little sort of moment of, oh, yes. And that's the bit I love. So, yes, I do everything. I help people. I build their websites. I refresh their websites. I make little changes and provide advice. So it's quite, you know, anything to do with the internet, then I love to help. Wow. Fantastic. Given your experience, I mean, you started, you said in the 80s, um, the IT industry is is predominantly male dominated, um, still is to some extent. Um, Just wanted to know what it was like as a woman (laughs) in the 80s. (laughs) Oh, it was fun. So it was an interesting time for computing because at the time, There were more women going in. It was around the end of the 80s when women stopped going into computing degrees so much. But back then there was definitely, it was a challenge. I mean, right from my A-levels when I was told that women shouldn't do physics because they can't do calculations, which as doing two maths A-levels and getting a maths degree was obviously wrong. And that was the starting point. But I also found that people would naturally assume that I wasn't the IT person. They would walk into my office of um, eight men and myself and assume that I was the secretary. Absolutely (laughs) nothing wrong with being a secretary, but it was this natural assumption that I was the one that was not the IT person. I would find that people would not talk to me. I would ask a question and people would respond looking at the counterpart. I would find people would tell me, well, what's a woman doing working in Unix sysadmin? It did happen like that a lot. Not all the time. I had worked with plenty of really lovely, lovely people, but there was always this assumption that I wasn't working in IT. I wasn't the the IT person. And how do you think that has evolved perception of women working in IT? How do you think over the years that has evolved? It certainly changed. I haven't found personally any problems Mm. since those early days. It's very, very much changed now. You still obviously don't get so many women around, particularly in the very technical areas. Relatively recently, I would go to conferences and, and there would only be a handful of women compared to all the men. But I've never felt a problem or felt anything different in the last sort of even 10, 20 years of things have been significantly different. And I actually find now people almost welcome it now, seeing a woman in IT. It's very, very much changed. Thank you for that, for echoing the fact that there's been an evolution and acceptance. Mm. (laughs) It has. It definitely has. Tech Women Show. Projecting the voices of women, making giant strides in the tech industry. Were there any challenges you faced when you were trying to set up your business? Most of the challenges I faced were actually of my own making. I now see I've been in business for three years now and being a very technical person, very, very technical person, I found that most of the challenges were related to stepping outside that comfort zone. Give me a computer, a coding language, and I'm happy. I can sit all day long, but having to step outside that, go and join the networking groups, go and 
forge those relationships, dealing with things relating to the financial matters, all of those kinds of things were much more complicated. It's just simple things like charging the charging what I'm worth, that confidence in myself. I know technically I'm good. I know what I do. But actually having that confidence to ask someone to please you know, pay me money to do this, that's the challenge, I think, the confidence side of things. Wow. You've mentioned a number of things. You know, one key thing that has jumped out for me based on what you just said is stepping outside the comfort zone. Yes. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, is it a generic challenge for most people, to be honest, you know, wanting to step out of the comfort zone, wanting to be out there. I think it's quite generic to most people. Uh, you've also mentioned, you know, things relating to financial matters, you know, <laughs> as IT people, IT most, you know, just want to focus on the IT, you know, and that's why sometimes when people outsource all those sort of things as well. Yes. And you can do them better for them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've also mentioned networking. I think networking is also very essential. But yeah, I think networking, you need to be able to step out of your comfort zone to be able to want to network and be able to, yes. to meet other people as well. So I think that was really, really powerful. And that's why I'm echoing that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just wanted to ask a question because, you know, as part of your profile, you worked in the defense industry for a short yes. What was that like? Are you able to share with us what that experience was? Like? <laughs> it was fascinating in many ways. The reason I got into it, because it was one area I really felt I could join that love of maths and love of computing together, because there was a lot of modeling of mathematical systems for weapons analysis. And in some ways, it actually shaped how I do things. When you just sit and analyze the spread of bullet patterns and see how they all relate. Absolutely perfect opportunity to write a program. You've masses of data analyzing it at all. It was a very interesting side of things, but very difficult to reconcile that, oh, I'm loving this maths with, I'm analyzing bullet patterns. Mm. Eventually, I think it got a little bit too much. I started off working in radar systems, and that was great. I loved that. But moving into the weapon systems analysis, eventually I actually felt I don't think I can do this anymore. It's important, but it isn't for me, mm. even though I love the actual challenge of it. I think that's quite a key thing to note. What you said, you said it's not for you. I think sometimes mm. it's good to realise that some things are not for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and be able to make that decision, yeah, to say, oh, this is not for me. And then you mentioned earlier that you love to help people. And that was what, you know, uh, made you start your own business so I think yeah I think that's really powerful people need to be able to know when things are not for them <laughs> I think <laughs> well, the part of the reason for going to the open university it was about helping people and it was about doing something positive mm. enabling people to get out there and do the studying that they may have missed the opportunity for after school and do a degree and improve their lives actually being a part of that huge team that enabled that, it was giving a, a real positive impact. And it was something that was very important to me. It still is. Perfect. Thank you. You mentioned something about your love for maths and numbers. I just wanted to yes. ask, was there anything in your, you know, what led to that affinity for numbers and maths? And <sighs> was there anything, you know, in your childhood that made you think, oh, <laughs> It's, 
there was nothing specific. As far as I can always remember, I've always loved maths. Maths makes sense to me. There is a right answer and there is a wrong answer. It's unambiguous. It's most of the time. I find numbers, they paint a picture to me. I am a creative person. I do a lot of making and crafting and painting, but numbers just have this flow. It's difficult to explain really, but doing an equation, making it jump through hoops, solving an equation. So you can hear it in my voice. I'm passionate about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I asked the question because some people will say, oh, I wanted to be this when I grew up because, you know, maybe my father was it or maybe my brother was it or maybe, you know, somebody bought me something when I was young. So maybe somebody bought me that. So I just wanted to check if you have one of (laughs) I just grew up loving numbers. I don't know how. My my family is not a particularly mathematical family. I mean, going forward, my own family, my children are all very mathematical. We solve maths equations over breakfast. I'm not quite sure how we ever got into that situation. But yeah, I just always, always loved numbers and maths. Making numbers jump through hoops. Did you say you solve mathematical problems over breakfast? Yes, and physics ones, yes. (laughs) I would love to come for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) That's yours one of these days. (laughs) Sounds sounds great. (laughs) Oh dear, I tell you, that is not, you know, a typical thing that happens (laughs) to many other people. (laughs) What top tips do you have for other women looking to forge a career in technology? I think my biggest tip is... Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. One of the things that still concerns me is that we still very much pigeonhole our children from an early age. I tried very hard not to pigeonhole my children into the pink and the blue, but it is extremely hard not to. We still make very much make our little girls, little girls and our little boys, little boys. And I would very much say don't let anyone tell you you can't do something because you're a girl don't let somebody tell you you can't do something because you're a boy either do what you have a passion for and what you would like to do wow that is very 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 powerful don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do I just had to re-echo that (laughs) (laughs) do what you have a passion for I think that is really, really powerful. Are you able to share your thoughts about coming on our show? (laughs) I'm really pleased you asked me because it is something I'm passionate about, talking about getting more women to be comfortable in technology because I think women still find that they can't always admit that they enjoy it. More and more girls and women do I go into schools with a raspberry pie and some various different little bits and pieces to sort of show how I have a banana piano where you connect up bananas to a raspberry pie and you can play tunes on bananas and take them into schools and encourage them and try and make everybody particularly girls see it's interesting and something they can do so I would definitely say that I really you know want to see everybody you know more people getting into technology and doing what they what they enjoy wow women need to be more comfortable getting into technology. they do they absolutely do did you say you go into schools do you do things do you have any program with schools where you go to 
I haven't done so much recently. My children moved away from primary school. So I did when they were at the primary school, I used to go in and as they take a, take a, t- a pile of, I was always the person that went in with the biggest pile of, of stuff with monitors and laptops and all sorts of things and my banana piano and just to show people, you know, a little bit more what it's about. Mm. And I agree with you. I think there needs to be more to be done to encourage, you know, women um, young girls, even boys, to be able to be more comfortable about technology. Um, yeah. Sarah, I am grateful for interviewing with you today. Thanks for coming on the show. Are there any final thoughts you would like to share as we close? It's difficult to think of anything final thoughts because we've covered so much and I'm really grateful to you for giving me this opportunity. And just to say that people need to need that's the wrong word but people shouldn't be scared of technology there are people out there like myself that will help you and show you the way just come along and ask us and ask the questions and just people do have a fear of technology but you don't need to just come and ask the questions I promise I'll speak to you in English and I won't go all jargony on you and you know just ask those questions okay and any final thoughts about your business just that I absolutely love it. I'm loving all the people that I meet. I meet so many interesting people and I'm learning so much about so many different industries. I've learned about jet washing. I've learned about payrolls. I've learned about so many different things and I'm learning new things all the time and it's great. I love it. If anybody is thinking about starting up their own business, definitely do it. The Tech Women Show, brought to you by My Digital Booth, hosted by Bola from My Digital Booth. Wow, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. And that's it on today's show. Thank you, everyone, for listening and see you next time. Thank you. 